2: Welcome to Jags Drive Time, with John Osher, Kai Stevens, and J.P. Shaggich. Wow.
3: Jags Drive Time starts right now.
4: You know, we have a specific way we set up the board. So while well, it sounds like 127, there's, there's more numbers baked in there. Those are the 127 that we really feel, fit the culture we want and fit the value that we have placed on them. And really, uh, you know, all the stars align. There's There's other fallbacks that we would go to, but really we're picking from 127.
2: GM Trimbalke and his staff, the hay is in the barn almost. The draft coming up starting tomorrow night and a live look inside Daly's Place getting ready for the Duval Draft Party presented by Donovan Air Electric and Plumbing and welcome inside Daly's Place. This is Jags Drive Time, J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, Kai Stevens, and where the excitement is starting to build, Kai, here we are almost a little over a day away.
1: It's exciting because it kind of feels like the unofficial start of the next season, right? Once we get the new rookies in here and all the fans are going to be out here tomorrow. So I am very excited to get things going.
3: How about it, John? Well, if the hay's not in the barn, then something's wrong with the hay. (laughs) Uh, This is the first draft, I think, of a new era, JP. Uh, You'd like to think they're picking late in the first round most of the time. They haven't done that very often. You still have to draft well there if you're going to be a draft and develop team. So big draft for this franchise. Let's make
2: it a trend moving forward as well. It means the Jags have done well in the regular season. Let's get to the big things today. Big thing number one, draft weekend ahead. Of course, the Jaguars have nine draft picks at the moment. Baalke has a history of moving around on draft days while on the clock or on the day itself. We'll see what happens over the weekend. Big thing number two, value versus need. You'll hear those words a lot from the GM and the head coach throughout the weekend. And you'll hear it from the GM again coming up in just a moment. And yes, Kansas City in the spotlight. The Super Bowl champs are hosting the draft this year in Kansas City. Brian Sexton is out there on the ground in KC. We'll hear from him in about 10 minutes time. Let's hear from the GM again, value versus need. It's always a balance in the NFL draft and it usually comes together no matter what, according to Balky.
4: You're still setting the board based on value. And then once, it's play, once you've got the board set on value, then you start looking at the needs. You don't want to push players up the board value-wise just because you have a need at that position. But, you know, I've been doing this a while now, and most of the time the value and need come together. You know, very few times have I looked at the board and said, whoa, there's just no value at the position of need that we have. You know, sometimes it's a little, it might be a card off, but it's still close enough where you can address the need.
2: All right, John, value versus need. What does the value part even mean to begin with?
3: Well, think of this as uh, clusters, meaning when they have a draft board, they have a group of players around number 24 that they think are value picks there, and then they'll pick from need out of that. They go through uh, second round, third round, on down the draft the same way. Doesn't mean they can't trade. They have clusters all over the draft. But I think too often people think of this need, I mean, of this best available player thing as you're putting uh, 300 guys on a board, and then there's one, two, three, four, and there's clear differences. It's really not that, it's grouping the value and then you take your need based out of that so that you can have a functional draft if you didn't do that Kai you would have drafts where you took eight offensive linemen that's no way to build a team although I like offensive line
1: <laughs> I like the fact he's already whittled it down to what seven. it doesn't sound like that many though but it is a lot and then when you the, all the dominoes start going everything changes so quickly a lot of it is just how you react to that situation and I think as much as we like to pre plan a lot of it is just going to go down tomorrow
2: no doubt about that. And now we've – let's switch a little bit to the need part of it. Yes, free agency has happened. Not as big of a splash over the, as the last couple of years in free agency this offseason, but still filled some positions so you don't have to go reach for a guy in this draft. But that still leaves kind of a couple of position groups that, hey, they could really focus on early defensive back one of those, offensive line. What's the future hold at some of those key positions? Those are two that just stand out right here.
1: They do, and as I'm going to stick to my pick, I did my hot pick that I think they're going to trade out of their 24 pick. You can do a lot with that because you can trade for guys. You can trade for some veteran players maybe instead of doing it free agency you can do it that way. They do have a lot of picks. They have nine picks, so maybe they could do something like that.
2: Oh, we'll see what happens there, John. It takes two to tango, though, of course, when you're on the clock at that point. But, you know, it's a a position group at corner that has had some changes. Chad Griffin is gone, Um, you know. Darius Williams is 30 years of age. We'll see what his future holds down the line. Still had a good finish of the season. They've got a hole they could put a, somebody at nickel right away.
3: Well, the nickel to me feels like uh, if you look at the depth chart on this team, you say, well, they really have no glaring needs. To me, uh, Trey Herndon can play there if needed. I think they would definitely like to upgrade nickel. Uh, to me, that's why Brian Branch, who I'm sure we're going to talk about at Nausea in the next couple of days, Makes a lot of sense. But I also see offensive line, they saw the value, guys, of a swing tackle last year, of having depth there. I don't think they get to the playoffs if they're not three deep at offensive tackle last year. To me, it, it feels like they also will want to make sure they have that spot covered on, on Thursday or Friday.
2: Obviously, Kai, they've got uh, Cam Robinson at on one side, Walker Little coming back, Josh Wells signed. It's a one-year just over a million-dollar deal for Wells as the swing tackle. So there is an opportunity there if they go in that direction on the offensive line.
1: I think the thing about offensive line, too, is because they have you know, a later first-round pick and picks in the second round and third round, you can get a high value for that position there because this isn't someone that's necessarily a lottery pick that you need to play that position. We're just trying to protect Trevor as best we can, keep him upright. And to, uh, obviously the injuries from last season, it's very important to have some extra players there that you can utilize in different positions if an injury like Cam Robinson's comes up again.
3: Don't forget guard there either, JP. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you draft a guy this year who can play guard in the short term, compete with Ben Barks, who's coming back from an injury, and then at that point decide, okay, the next year as positions change, and they change rapidly in the NFL these days, if Cam's not around after that, his contract's an issue after this, uh, then he can kick outside. So I think they may have a versatile guy in mind on the offensive line as well.
2: A lot of money on that offensive line, too. Uh, and with the big money you're hoping, expecting possibly to pay out to the quarterback, every penny counts, I think, in the years ahead. Whether you need air, electric, or plumbing service, Donovan is always a good call. They've been trusted by their customers for over 40 years, so trust them to deliver fast, reliable service to your home. In a moment, we go to Kansas City. Brian Sexton has the latest the day before the first round. That's next on Jags Drive Time. <laughs> Check out Point Game
3: with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back. It's Jags Drive Time and a look in Kansas City. They're ready for the NFL Draft. Union Station, the site. There it is. Beautiful look, fountain, and the windows of the train station in the back of the stage. The final preparations underway for the 2023 NFL Draft. Welcome back. It's Jags Drive Time. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier Kai Stevens. Brian Sexton is in Kansas City, and he spent the day today catching up with a couple of prospects that could be in play at number
0: 24. Thanks, J.P. Welcome to the heartland of America, my hometown, Kansas City, Missouri side of the Super Bowl champions, as everyone here is willing to remind you, and also side of the 2023 NFL Draft. There are 17 prospects here, and we caught up with a couple of them, including Brian Branch, the young man from Alabama, who's a hybrid safety corner linebacker and a guy who might be available when the Jaguars pick at 24. It sounds like all of those positions are positions the Jaguars could use help with. He understands it. He also knows that he's ready for the NFL based on his time at Alabama.
4: Alabama prepared me uh, good. You know, Coach Saban taught me a lot of things on and off the field um, that I feel like I can take with me to the next level. And just seeing the guys who came for Bama, you know, how they they practice and how they treat themselves. They came in at, in the college career as, like, pros. And, like, you know, I just learned a lot from them. And I'm, I'm ready.
0: Let's stay with the cornerbacks because there are many of them here, and the Jaguars obviously are in the market. Joey Porter Jr., that's a name folks know, primarily because his father was famous as a linebacker with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Supporter knows about the Jaguars. He's also followed the Jaguars because of a couple of their cornerbacks on whose game he modeled his own.
2: You guys picked up Jalen Ramsey. My dad was a coach for the Steelers. So I used to watch all those matchups with him and AB and AJ Boye and everything like that. And back then they were exciting. And I was just glad to be able to watch that live
0: back to Brian Branch for just a minute, JP. He didn't make an official visit to the Jaguars, but he's familiar with Duval. He's got some people there and he knows a certain someone.
4: Yes, I got some uh, people that that lives up there and I played at Trevor Lawrence in high school. So that's a uh, fun fact and getting to see, pick him off and seeing him that that would be fun. So
0: you're not properly surprised by what he's been able to do in his short NFL career. Oh, no sir, trust me. In high school is he got he he's a, he's that guy. And that's it from Kansas City. We're going to find some barbecue. We'll see you tomorrow with live coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft.
2: Well, you don't have to go far in that city, that's for sure, Brian. Kansas City, beautiful skyline, and should be a fantastic weekend all weekend long for the 2023 NFL Draft. Well, those are two of the prospects, guys. And let's start off with Branch there. Yes, uh, new Lawrence back in high school has been through – A lot at Alabama, of course, some really good football teams there. Uh, Nick Saban is hands-on with his defensive backs. He's versatile. He can play all over the place, Kai, and the guy had 14 tackles for loss last year. He's all over the field
1: here. And I think the versatility is exciting, right, because with the defense, obviously there's certain areas we want to improve on, but just in general, he's someone he could probably come in and play right away which would be very helpful at that spot because not always do you get that necessarily. Obviously, it's a first-round talent, but it's exciting to hear him talk, and he seems like he'd fit in right away.
3: Well, Bucky Brooks, uh, uh, we've talked to a lot, uh, JP, in the pre-draft process, loves this kid's smarts in the secondary, thinks he would fit right in in terms of being a ball hawk, which uh, this defense clearly depends on turnovers. I think what's interesting about Branch is come in and play nickel right away, and then as... Players age and move on. Rayshon Jenkins at some point probably will not be around. I'm not saying next year or the year after, but he could play a safety position as well, and, and have that be his long-term spot. So to me, Branch makes a lot of sense. Uh, but if if Porter's there, he's probably projected a little higher than the Jaguars. If Porter slides to 24. I think he's very intriguing as well.
2: Taller, longer corner. Of course, NFL bloodlines, understands, grew up around the game. so he's more
3: pure outside as well. So that uh, could mean something for Darius Williams. Who knows?
2: So, plenty ahead. We'll come back in a moment. And, Kai, we're going to get some answers out of John Osier. Let's do this. People ask him questions all the time. We're going to get the answers out of this guy. Doubt that. When we come back. It's the Ozone Snapshot. That's next on Jags Drive Time. Is
1: ozone ozone.
2: Well, welcome back. It's Jags drive time from Daly's place a day away from the big draft party sold out house coming up tomorrow night. We've got answers for your ozone questions. we dug deep. Here's the best we've come up with today. Question number one, John from Cape May courthouse. The Jags cannot and should <laughs> not continue to invest high draft equity on that side of the ball that by rules, are a disadvantage. Draft offensive. Check that. Draft Young Offensive. I don't want to see mm-hmm. any twenty-three or twenty-four-year-old rookies on this team. That is all as you were. Well, well John didn't, hates I didn't, young I mean uh, I John didn't see hates in in the defense. Yeah what I mean,
3: uh, John evidently hates old people and defense. So uh, I, I get what he's saying and they invested a lot of draft equity last year in Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd and Chad Mooma. And JP you and I have talked all I've seen I believe those guys are the key to defensive improvement next year. When you take guys high like they did last year, they need to become the core of your front seven. Jaguars need to be dominant defensively. Those need to be the guys. You can't ignore it, but I think you have to trust those picks from last year, and therefore that's why I don't think they'll uh, draft edge rusher early. Uh, There's not really a defensive tackle who really fits there, so I'm not sure they go that direction. Uh, I think the buzzword – with the draft now, though, needs to be balanced and going after value and, and filling holes going forward. Don't ignore defense, but I, I certainly see his point. Uh, I don't mind 23-year-old rookies because I think they're more ready to play. And I think the shelf life on those guys is five or six years anyway for the most part. So I don't really go along with the 24-year-old part, uh, probably because I'm an old man already anyway. What do you think, guy.
1: Listen, you have Trevor Lawrence. You want to give him as many options as he can possibly have. He has a ton of them. I think he can do a lot with what he has now, but I wouldn't knock a tight end. That wouldn't be terrible. Not necessarily at 24, but that wouldn't be a bad pick. I I would like to add that to the mix if possible.
2: Don't be shocked, but the next few years, you might have some more of these 23-, 24-year-old players with the extra bonus COVID year in college football. Guys sticking around a little bit longer. Question number two, Joe from Jacksonville. Zone, I have heard that maybe five quarterbacks will go in the first 15 picks. If that happens, why will we move from the 24th spot? Won't there be someone good that we like in the 19 players to choose from?
3: Yeah, there will. And I think the danger here is sometimes people look at this, again, as lists and names on paper. In theory, there will be somebody there at 24. The X factor with a question like this becomes if Trent Baalke sees somebody at 18 – where he says, boy, this is a guy who can make a huge difference. Uh, maybe he falls in love with the player or really thinks there's a difference making impact. I think they stay at 24. I think they will be a, a good player there. And I think based on what he said last Thursday, he believes that of the, of the three or four guys they really like, one of those guys would be available at 24. So I don't necessarily think that they will, it, it, they will trade up. I think they stay. Uh, but Kai evidently thinks they're trading to the third round. So, you know, I guess she may have a better More answer picks on this than I area, think. right? Well,
1: I think the thing with the quarterback will be interesting, though, right? We know the top two, right? And probably three. But will all five go in the first round just because it's a quarterback league, or will, you know, certain people kind of drop down a little bit? So, where they actually end up and when they get picked will be interesting.
3: Usually, if there's theories that there's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks taken high, JP, it usually happens because it becomes this sort of, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to get a guy. I'm going to have a hole to fill there. So uh, usually when you hear speculation on that, they usually go even higher than people think they're going to.
2: One more question today for the Ozone Snapshot comes from Ed from Jax. Suggestion, the Jaguars should host an Ozone Day where readers of the column can socialize with you, Jaguars.com staff, and each other. While I wouldn't like to meet him, I bet Gary from St. Augustine would be popular. Maybe we could have it at the old Chi Chi's on Arlington Expressway.
3: Oh, well, Unfortunately for me, I've been to the Chi Chi's. I was a patron of the old Chi Chi's at times. The only thing I have with this, JP, is the socializing with people department. <laughs> oh, you're great. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a it's, uh, I, I would say most people don't want that. I'm fine with it, but most people don't want to socialize with me.
1: There's going to be a lot see? of people here tomorrow. so.
3: Yes, there will be. I'd be curious
2: excitement. who's more popular. John Osher or Trevor Lawrence?
3: It's going to be close. Until about week eight last year, maybe me, that he took fire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, After the London I, game, uh, yeah. your stock I, went down. I will cede to him on that one. That's what happened.
2: There you have it, the ozone snapshot every day on Jaguars.com. John Osier, at least reads some of your questions and answers a few of them. We're back in a moment. Our final thoughts. And, yes, move the freight. Move the freight. Magellan Transport voted the coolest office space in Jacksonville. Apply online at MagellanLogistics.com. A preview of tomorrow night's draft party is next on Jags Drive Time. Jags Drive Time continues from Daly's Place. On the south end of TIAA Bank Field. On the northwest end of the bank, it's the Miller Electric Center. And, yes, that is brand-new grass on the field. Rolled out there earlier this week. So they have an extra roll or two, bring it over to my place. I need a a new lawn, but uh, that's beside the point. It's going to be ready to roll for training camp, and it's a beautiful sight to see.
1: We're inching closer. and makes it a little bit real, and the grass is out there, right? It just feels like it's
3: almost there. It
2: looks like a real football field, and uh, that's what there will be to outside, John. Come on. Now you
3: believe it will be ready for training camp.
2: No doubt. Here we are. Hey, tomorrow, it's the big Duval draft party presented by Donovan's. Kai, you'll be at the, the front of
1: the table right there. I will. I'll be co-hosting it with uh, our in-game host, T-Roy, and all of the fans will be here, which is my first experience meeting them. I'm very excited for that tons of players coming out obviously Doug Peterson will be speaking with us Trevor Lawrence is going to be here wow. amongst others so definitely gonna be a fun night for everybody I think
2: you had a chance to visit with Trevor the other day briefly so uh, first impressions of Trevor those who haven't uh, been able to, to watch you yet on our shows
1: oh he's great and obviously I think he seems very rela- I'm sure he's relaxed always but he just seems very relaxed right he's coming in he knows what he's coming back to and after last year how could you not be excited to get back in the building
2: it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast tomorrow night. We'll look forward to that. Sold-out house, over 5,500 expected at Daly's Place. And a live look inside one more time, just over 24 hours away from the start of the 2023 NFL Draft. Thanks to our entire crew. For Kai Stevens and John Osier. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow night. This is Jags Drive Time on the Jaguars Digital Network.